It's Tuesday, December 5th, 2023, and I'm Dave Sobel. Three things to know today. Rising demand and supply chain challenges, Dell's AI server dilemma, remote work triumphs, an economist declares return to the office campaign dead, and Amazon's Q chatbot raises some concerns, hallucinations and data links are being reported. This is the business of tech. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Spot. Dell reports a surge in demand for AI servers, but faces a 39-week lead time due to supply chain constraints. The PowerEdge XE9680 server with Intel Xeon processor and NVIDIA GPUs is in high demand. Dell is working to convert its multi-billion dollar sales pipeline into orders and is eagerly awaiting the arrival of alternative suppliers. Dell's Q3 revenue is down 10% year-over-year, but net income is up 317%. Inflation in Europe and the U.S. is slowing down, approaching central bank targets. The Personal Consumption's Expenditure Price Index in the U.S. rose 3% in October, while core PCE increased 3.5%. In Europe, inflation dropped to 2.4% in the euro area. Economists expect inflation to continue cooling in 2024. According to research by Atomico, Europe now has more highly skilled professionals in AI than the U.S., following a decade of rapid progress. The talent pipeline has contributed to the success of AI startups and the rebounds of Europe's tech ecosystem. However, there's need for better access to institutional investments to match the ambitions of European founders. According to Deloitte, UK organizations are generating less value from their technology investments than other countries. The report highlights data analytics, cloud data centers, and artificial intelligence as technologies that create the most value. However, UK companies are failing to capitalize on this, with an average 8 percentage point gap in value created compared to the global average. Challenges include a lack of transformation strategy, understanding of new technology, dependency on legacy systems, and problems securing funding. UK organizations also exhibit more short-term thinking in assessing the value gained from digital transformation. Why do we care? A taste for AI demand is right there in the Dell backlog. Now, for most businesses that are leveraging AI as a feature, this isn't an issue. And remember, this is a crucial reason for the cloud. The cooling of inflation rates in the U.S. and Europe is a positive sign, particularly leading to more stable economic conditions. This could influence tech spending and investment trends, making it a crucial factor for businesses in the IT services sector to monitor. It seems 2024 could be a terrific year, not that 2023 was terrible. And let's highlight that digital transformation data. My UK listeners have an opportunity as IT service providers to offer more targeted solutions and strategies to help UK businesses close this gap. Efforts to convince remote workers to return to corporate offices have stalled, with data showing a flatlined trend. Economist Nick Bloom declared the death of the return to office campaigns, citing data from various sources. 
While some large employers have mandated a return to the office, regret and employee turnover have been reported. The rise of remote work benefits employers and staff, including access to talent, reduced turnover, lower property costs, and increased productivity. Enforcing rigid return-to-office policies without considering individual circumstances can lead to legal challenges, particularly discrimination claims. Fortune has an article about those challenges, noting that disabled employees, mothers, and older workers are disproportionately impacted, and failure to provide reasonable accommodations or flexibility can result in legal consequences. Workers currently have the upper hand in the labor market due to a tight supply of available workers. The U.S. unemployment rate has been consistently low. Demographics and immigration issues may contribute to this trend. Companies have less leverage over employees, resulting in real wage growth and the ability for workers to demand raises. However, workers in shrinking sectors may have less bargaining power. The example of OpenAI illustrates how employees can exert influence and achieve their demands in knowledge-based companies. A recent study found a connection between video conferencing in educational settings and physical symptoms of fatigue, supporting the phenomenon known as Zoom fatigue. The study monitored 35 students attending engineering lectures and found notable differences between those attending in person and those attending online, including increased fatigue and difficulty paying attention for the online group. The researchers suggest that video conferencing should be considered as a complement to face-to-face interaction, not a substitute. College-educated mothers have experienced a surprising opt-in revolution, with a 10% increase in employment rates over the past 20 years. This trend, which is accelerated during the post-pandemic she-covery, reflects a cultural shift toward greater acceptance of women continuing to work after having children. However, progress has stalled for mothers without degrees who face challenges in managing less flexible work shift work and lack of benefits. Per some reporting in Axios, millions of Americans are engaged in casual gig work that is not counted as employment in official statistics, revealing a hidden labor supply that could impact the job market. Research suggests that the share of employed adults would be higher if gig workers properly reported their work. These uncounted gig workers, who are often older and disabled, may represent an untapped source of labor supply for traditional employers. And finally, I want to highlight some reporting in The Atlantic. Contrary to the persistent myth, Gallup surveys show that American workers are actually quite happy and engaged compared to workers in other countries. The percentage of engaged workers has remained relatively stable over the years, while the number of Americans who believe it is a good time to find a job has increased. Employee satisfaction in the United States is higher than in Australia, Canada, and Europe, and significantly higher than in Japan. Why do we care? I'm tempted to retire commenting on remote work, as it seems so settled, it's here to stay. It's the pushback against it that won't end. This trend, backed by economic analysis, indicates a fundamental shift in work culture, with remote work offering various benefits like talent access, reduced costs, and potentially higher productivity. There's legal risk in too much pushback. Workers are a lot happier than the media might give credit for, myself included. An important observation is that they come in more variety. 
part-time gig workers or parents with flexible needs, and businesses that can provide flexibility are at a competitive advantage. Listeners, I'm looking for feedback here. What's your take on the need for information around this subject? Put those comments on YouTube or follow me on social and let me know. According to leaked documents obtained by Platformer, Amazon's AI chatbot Q is experiencing severe hallucinations and leaking confidential data, including the location of AWS data centers and internal discount programs. Employees have raised concerns about accuracy and privacy issues. Amazon downplayed the significance of the discussions, stating that no security issue was identified. Q, presented as an enterprise software version of a chatbot, is now available in a free preview and is positioned as a more secure alternative to consumer-grade chatbots. Why do we care? Here's an example of the value solution providers can offer around AI models, understanding the risks and differences in models. The service offering practically writes itself, including rigorous testing and validation for AI systems, especially those handling sensitive or confidential data, and ongoing monitoring and maintenance to ensure AI systems operate as intended and do not compromise data security. This all comes back to risk management, which is the core of the service offering. You're not looking for perfection. Instead, you're looking for the right good enough for the customer. Thanks for listening. I had forgotten I had a planned day off yesterday, so I appreciate that. Today, however, is International Ninja Day, but you'll never see them coming. Want to take my class in January? Navigating Emerging Technologies for MSPs, and the link to sign up is in the show notes. Got a comment, question, thought on a story? Put it in the comments if you're on YouTube, or reach out on LinkedIn if you're listening to the podcast. Talk to you again tomorrow. The Business of Tech is written and produced by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines, posted at businessof.tech. If you like the content, please make sure to hit that like button and follow or subscribe. It's free and easy and the best way to support the show and help us grow. You can also check out our Patreon, where you can join the Business of Tech community at patreon.com slash mspradio or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. Finally, if you're interested in advertising on the show, visit mspradio.com slash engage. Once again, thanks for listening to me. And I will talk to you again on our next episode of The Business of Tech. Part of the MSP Radio Network.